listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. Today's guest is a Swedish singer-songwriter living in Visby, the capital city of the magical Swedish island of Gotland. She has made regular appearances in TV and radio and has roots in Americana, folk, and pop, also writing music for herself as well as other artists. In 1993, her first single, Oktoberbarn, October Child, made it perfectly clear that she was an extraordinary talent and the single made it to the Swedish top 10. She has shared the spotlight with various international artists and currently has 13 albums to her credit, and in addition to fronting her own group, AFT, she also performs with the band Glimra and is the producer of the singer-songwriter series Living Room, which to date has had over 300 concerts arranged with international and national artists, both well-known and new stars. Paul McGee, in a review for her album In the Universe, wrote, Sung with both passion and a gentle tone, the expansive feel reminds me of early John Martin and Nick Jones when they were exploring the line where folk interpretations stopped and jazz leanings took sway. It is my honor to introduce today's guest, Annika Thieling. Welcome, Annika. Oh, thank you. That was, I got very impressed. Wow. Is that me? That is you. That is you. And I meant to. I, I meant to say welcomen, but I oh, I, I, I missed it up. And also, also joining us, we have Ture Vizelius, a writer and journalist who has authored five books on wind power, and he was the Sweden correspondent for Wind Power Monthly during the 1990s, and has been a lecturer on wind power at Gotland University since 1998. More importantly, in the summer of 1965, Ture introduced me to Jimi Hendrix, the Rolling Stones, and the Kinks, and his interest in popular music has never waned, so he will be helping me out with today's discussion. Welcome, Ture. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to start with Anika. Uh, we opened today's show with Stop from your album Fireflies, which Christer Olsen called poppily delicious, and right now I'm just as happy to listen to Fireflies as I am to Emmy Lou, Dolly, or Lucinda. Stop was recorded in Nashville in 2010. How, how did you end up in Nashville? Well, it's got to do with, actually, if you start from the beginning, it's got to do with these uh, songwriter retreats, uh, workshops that I do, uh, where you put together people, well, people come from the whole world at least before the, pan the pandemic uh, thing. Uh, and also a lot of, of American songwriters. And um, I got put together to write together with a lot of, of American fantastic songwriters, which led to ma making songs together, being invited over, and I could invite them to Sweden and we could make a cultural exchange in that way. So that started sort of uh, a couple of years touring in Texas and Nashville and also California, which was wonderful. I met so many good people over there. It was beautiful. Well, moving even further back in history, did your father influence you in your career? <laughs> yeah, he was a jazz pianist. And, and for the longest time, when I was really small, I, I just couldn't take jazz. You know, it was this kind of jazz where you just don't understand anything. You know, bebop, like, and you like fall over the piano and jump up. Yeah. But when I was about, I don't know, 
1920, I started really listening to the melodies and they were beautiful, like really beautiful jazz melodies. And I think from then on, it sort of got, I could say yes to that uh, heritage as well. And, and before you couldn't stand jazz, the bebop and, and all of that, how did you learn how to play? Well, my dad wanted me to play the piano, obviously. Uh, so I went for that for, for, for some, well, good, good years and also guitar. But then come the puberty and you wanted to revolt. And so I said no to music. And I just, I did singing and I did horse riding and stuff like that. But I always sort of carried the guitar and I learned it myself, basically. Well, I'm going to jump back and forth in history here because yeah, that's okay. because that's you okay. also uh, have a singer-songwriter workshop. And I believe, Ture, you were interested in, in finding out more about that. Yes, I want... Uh, you have had this uh, workshop for quite many years, I understand, and uh, also in a very beautiful spot here on Gotland. So could you just tell me a little bit how it works? Yeah, this spot is called Holmheller, and that's where my whole adventure with Gotland started, because I came, I come from Gothenburg from the beginning, and uh, lived both in, in the south part of Sweden and then in Stockholm for a good many years. But then I went to Gotland for the first time, and I just got blown away by the whole place, and especially this Holmheller, where the retreat site is. And yes. that's where my big, big transformation, I was uh, making a career as an actress, and it went pretty well, but I just felt that it was just the second best sort of thing. And I just started to write my own music and started singing in a blues band and stuff. So when I was there at this retreat site, my whole transformation came. I started writing and I just had to go for, I just had to make the decision that I can't do theater anymore. I got to go for my own music. And then I returned to this place and then I sort of thought, well, if this can do this for me, maybe it can do this for other people as well. Talk so strongly to your true self and sort of bring out music and honesty and hard things as well. You know, uh, you have to meet it. And it's a very strong place. So that's when I started thinking about what if, what if, I could sort of bring more people together here. What if, if we could write songs here? And I had done some previous stuff uh, in Denmark. I had gone to some singer-songwriter retreats. And I, so I was thinking, well, so I got involved. I involved two leaders, uh, friends of mine. And so we started this venture together. Now it's on its 18th year, I think. So it's a group. It's a maximum of 20. I think when we do it now in May, we're going to be 14. It's a very wide space. It's a lot of nature and uh, you don't get squished together. You have a lot of space and you get, you do uh, some mutual stuff, some training and writing and stuff together. And then you get, you get put together with one new person every day and you have a jumping off point. And then, uh, and then, and then you you in the evening you present the day's work. Have these workshops uh, created some uh, new uh, lasting collaborations between participants? Oh, many, many, many. Okay. I think it, during these years there must have been like, I don't know, 500, 600 song creates created, 
and uh, or maybe more. And I think maybe 20, 30% of them has ended up recorded or ended up in people's records or ended up in long, long time exchanges of collaborations over countries. And uh, I have a couple of those, which it's really a life changing event, really. And the participants, are they Swedish or from states? Oh, they're or from, from all Britain over, from yeah. Before, yeah. Before 2020, we had from England, from the United States, from Germany, and from Denmark and Norway and Sweden. This year, we have Denmark and Sweden, mainly. Sounds very interesting. The big C. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that Gotland was, I think you said, a magical place. Uh, mm -hmm. And in a, in a review... By Frank Ostergren, he states that someone by chance can leave their Scanian roots, move to Gotland, and there be so captivated and so inspired that it results in the best Americana Sweden has heard. How, oh how has Gotland captivated and inspired your music? Well, you've been here, Marshall, right? Yes. Uh, the the first time I heard you, I definitely was in, in a magical island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard not to be blown away by this place. It's like, uh, I can, if you like Lord of the Rings, you got it. You know, it's, it's, it's got the wings of history. And at the same time, it's, um, it's very, it's sort of carried by the nature forces and the light is amazing. And it's, it, you have, there's some kind of tranquility or uh, closeness to earth and to yourself that you just can't escape when you're here. I think that's why I love it so much and why I decided to move here. Like I said, I'm going to be jumping back and forth in history. And so I'm now I'm going to jump back in history again. And I want to read what another reviewer wrote about you. And this reviewer says... Anika displays an international sound with the lyrical and vocal sensitivity reminiscent of Joni Mitchell, Sean Colvin, and Emmylou Harris. And, now this is my take here, according to Joni Mitchell, there are only 87 known recordings of Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. And on your critically acclaimed album, Jazz Feelings, you recorded Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. How did you decide to play that track? I love Joni Mitchell. And I thought uh, that take of that song was such a, it was so brilliant and also a, a challenge for me to do. And it's my father's favorite jazz tune. So there was all these different perspectives of me wanting to do it. Also, I think that song has a very important message. So I, I, it was a great challenge for me to do it, but I loved it. Then you had a little stint in, uh, as an actress in TV and theater. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Well, I started out uh, uh, when I went to, to, um, as an exchange student to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. I had uh, theater classes and I got rewarded in it. And so I thought it was actress I was going to become. So I did, uh, I did the theater education and I, I started working as an actress. And so I was working both at the 
Royal Swedish Theater and also did some TV and the movie stuff. And it was a lot of fun, but it was just not it, you know. You told me earlier that you had a revelation that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. acting wasn't your thing. What, what was the revelation? Well, I was sitting in, down on the big stones at Holmhella, which are called Raukar, which I'm sure you know, Marshall, very special stones of Gotland, which is sort of formed by the sea with big holes in them and stuff. I was sitting inside one of those. It was raining and I was sheltered from the rain. I was sitting there for hours and I was contemplating, well, it, it just didn't feel right. And like, it's like every, every production that I was in it that had music in it, those were the ones that I thought was much, most fun to do and where I felt most at home. And since I had started to dare to show my songs and dare to play them to people because before I didn't do that, and this was sort of the summer where I dared to do that. And people were responding and saying, oh, I want to hear more. Why don't you do that? Why, why is that, you know? I started thinking, well, maybe maybe I can do it. I don't sound like Whitney Houston and I don't sound like Lisa Nilsson, but maybe I can sound like me. And then I cried and I was, you know, raging. I all this emotional discharge stuff. And then I just came to the conclusion that I can't sit there 80 years old and wondered why I never tried. I just have to do it. So that's what's the point of the decision. You said that your father was an influence and you, you also mentioned Joni Mitchell. What other artists have influenced your career? Oh, oh a lot. You know, uh, uh, you too, early Jimi Hendrix. You know, I, I grew up, I was a teenager during the late 70s and into the, the 80s. And so all that movement that was there, I, I love Jesus Christ Superstar, that whole soundtrack, I can do it inside out. You know, the whole intros, the solos, everything. And uh, 10CC and Supertramp and, and Earth, Wind and Fire and all that Stuff. I mean, I love music, black metal. Maybe I have not listened so much to, but otherwise, pretty much everything. Most of the groups that you mentioned sing in English, and I, I know this is not your first podcast interview because in 2011 you had an interview with, and correct me on the pronunciation, Karen Kelman. Kel- Kelman, yeah, yeah. Kelman. and uh, you, you talked about many things on that show. You were with two other musicians, and you were talking about living room concerts, role models, playing in prisons, and singing in English. How comfortable are you with singing in English? I think it's deceptive, deceptively comfortable. I think uh, many people in Sweden, uh, we are very influenced by English here. So we've been looking at American movies and we're sort of very much familiar, most most of the people here. But I do love singing in Swedish too. And I like, and I love writing in Swedish as well. So I do both. I also noticed that uh, I'm going back to the magical island now. Uh, I noticed that you have participated in the Visby Festival. Can you tell us about that? It's my festival, basically. I created it. (laughs) So I've been doing it for 14 years now, I think 13 or 14 years. And it's been a wonderful way of inviting 
both international and national guests into this place that I love so much, Gotland, and to make it them part of it, and also a great way of making Gotlandic artists meet the world. So that's sort of the goal, besides of lifting singer-songwriter music, of course, because I know there are so many good people out there, so many good artists and musicians and singer-songwriters that it's hard for them to get played on the radio. It's hard for them to get a lot of people to listen to them sometimes. So this is also a way to open people's ears and eyes to unknown talent that hasn't been known for them before. Uh, did you do any uh, Swedish folk, folk music songs? Um, I usually include like one or two Swedish folk songs when I do, when I play live, especially abroad, but also in Sweden, because all people here know them, obviously, but they are very beautiful. I haven't specialized in, in folk music or going in and studied it and stuff, although I felt a certain pull to it. I'm very much into crossover now. I'm very much into sort of letting music take the way it sort of organically wants to and paint pictures sort of almost like uh, like Paintings. trying to get movies in people's head. You're now working on a new album and mm -hmm. it's called Still. Can you tell us a little bit about this new album? Yeah, it's going to be released in the 21st of May. And I'm very excited because the new the the first single is coming tomorrow. It's released tomorrow on Friday, the 9th of April, and it's it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's new music. It's it's very heartfelt and very much into this what I'm talking about, like creating soundscapes or using the music and the voice and the and the lyrics to sort of really try to take you with me in this world of emotions. I'd like to play a track from your album and it's called Tonight. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Would you like to introduce it for us? Sure. I was on tour in Copenhagen and I woke up in the middle of the night and had these line, this line in my head which means tonight I will travel. And from that, there was a couple of other lines that I just threw down. Usually I'm too tired in the middle of the night and you wake up and it's like, oh, I'll remember. But luckily this time I went up and, and nodded them down because otherwise I'll forget. And so this song sort of came, it unfolded from there. And when I brought it to the band and we developed it further and the piano came in there and it just sort of I just sort of it was like a rose it just opened up like a rose it was beautiful well let's listen to tonight to the northwest towards the coast and to the cold you give me what you never gave Into the 
That was Tonight from the album Still, which will be released on May 21st and played by AFT and our guest, Annika Feiling. You're also part of a group, Glimra. Can you tell us about that group? Glimra is a trio with two of the girls from a very famous Gotlandic group called Einbusk, which does not exist any longer, and me. And uh, we sing in Swedish. We sing in three-part harmonies. Uh, some of our mo- role models are, of course, uh, Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton and uh, Linda Ronstadt. But we do it in Swedish. We do it with guitar and um, what do you call it? Dragspel. Mm. Accordion. Accordion. Sometimes a little percussive thing, and sometimes I do the mandolin, and, and then the three-part harmony going. That is, it's a lot of fun. And it's in Swedish and it's folklit. How do you say that, Tura? It sort of uh, talks mm. to a lot of a lot of people. They can sing along to it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, popular. Popular. Yeah. Well, not not right word, but I will find it when we finish this program. I think <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play a track from that group. But before mm-hmm. we do, I, I'm interested in some of the other venues that you've played. For example, the Hammer Bar in Visby. Can you tell us about the Hammer Bar? Unfortunately, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, now it's called Bryggeriet, um, I think. And it was called Holmes at one time, so it's got a long tradition at that. But uh, that was a, a, a great little club. Uh, they had a lot of rock music, but uh, we also did the living room there, the living room concert series uh, there as well as in some other places in Visby. But then there's, oh, there's so many venues all over the world that I love that I've been playing at. I was going to ask you about the living room, but can you Mm -hmm. give me a little more detail on that? It sprung out of the idea of, of inviting people over and doing shows together with them so that I could play and then I could introduce like one or two or three guests and hopefully like one from international and one from Sweden and then one from Gotland. That was my main idea. Um, And so I could present them and I could play and then we could play something together. We could do like a songwriters in the round because uh, that's not a very usual format in Sweden. At least it wasn't when I started. And I started in 2004, I think. At that point, it, it wasn't something people did. It was really a Nashvillean concept sort of. But I thought it was so cool, so I wanted to try it in Sweden. So that was sort of the start of the living room, also having some interviews with the people that came. I used to have a red armchair uh, made of velvet on mid-stage, you know, where my guests would sit. And so I could interview them, sort of like you do now, a little bit. And then they played their song. I could join and Speaking of a red armchair, I I was watching one of your videos on Facebook, and are you in a church? Where where are you? Where are you located? It looks very red armchair-ish. Do you mean these Music Mondays? Yes, Music Mondays. Oh, the live stream we do every Monday. We do live stream every Monday on Facebook. Everybody can come. It's on Annika Feeling Trio. It's in a church in the middle of Visby, a very special church because it's all wood which makes it excellent for acoustic music. And they have this great Steinway piano, uh, which uh, uh, Robert uh, that plays in Annika Feeling Trio, he plays it excellently. So 
It's just so many good things in one place. We were so lucky that we could be there. I have so many more questions, but we're, yes! we're, we're, slowly, yes! we're slowly running out of time. But I, I do want to ask you about your collaboration with Eva Hillard and how this resulted in your North American tour. Well, Eva and me, together with Brett Perkins, were the ones who started the retreat, the Gotland International Songwriters Retreat. So Eva and me had been friends for a long time and did a lot of collaboration and shows together before that. And when I decided that, ah, this is the place to do the retreat, I talked with Eva and, and we decided, okay, yeah, and let's bring in Brett as well, because he had a great knowledge and, and uh, of these kind of things. And so we started this and it was, it's been very successful. And now it's just Eva and me who, who runs it. We've been touring and playing and, also writing some and doing this retreat from, for many, many years. We're going to be ending with a track from your Glimra single, but before we do, if listeners want to hear more of you or purchase your music, where should they go? Well, if they want to hear more right now, they can go every Monday to Annika Feeling Trio Facebook because then we'll do the live stream and we save it there so you can watch it afterwards as well. We just do one song, but that's sort of the thing with this, this streaming. The CD will be on all platforms. That's what DistroKid tells me. Uh, it will be on all platforms when it's released. And the single will be there tomorrow, from tomorrow. So I guess it will be on Apple Music and iTunes and whatever you have. We have Spotify in Sweden. We're going to upload it to... Bandcamp as well. Otherwise, it's supposed to be pretty much. I hope it's. I hope so because uh, these days it's not so easy to do the vinyl or the CD thing. I wish you the best of luck, and I want to come full circle and play a track from your Glimra single. Mm -hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this pronunciation. <laughs> Minas at Gloma Bort. You're very good, Marshall. Very good. Remember to forget. Would, Remember to forget. Would you like to introduce it for us? Yeah, I can do that. It started as a, a song in English. I thought Remember to Forget was a very uh, interesting idea. So I started writing on that. And then when I thought that, hmm, this might be a glimmer song, I translated it into Swedish. It's really about trying to forget a very strong meeting that you have and wishing to forget it, but of course not being really able to do that. Let's take a listen to that track. And Anika and Ture, I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to speak with me. I want to thank you again, and I hope to hear from you again real soon. And Marshall, thank you for doing this. This is beautiful. So yeah. much fun to be with you. And Ture, so yeah. great to meet you as well. Yeah, same. Thank you. listening to Mr. Radio, and I'm your host, Marshall. This program was written and produced by Marshall. 
Mr. Radio is available wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Mr. Radio. Mr. Radio.